stupid of me. I apologize. <clears throat> What's up, you guys? Yes, I still, I still vape. <clears throat> As you can hear. What's, what's, oh, what's up, you guys? How's it going? I, uh, have a little, little, uh, Thursday night confession to make. Um, I have a real problem recently. I've been doing something, you know, uncontrollably. I can't stop. And uh, it's not anything like I've done before. It's like not drugs or anything. But I've been putting hand sanitizer. God damn it. I have been putting hand sanitizer on different parts of my body that's not my hands. And uh, this little social experiment has been going on for weeks. Um... I quite like the smell of hand sanitizer and my hands just feel oh so like you know hygienic afterwards um because I've put my hands in dirty places in my life so you know it's just I kind of fetishize over hand sanitizer not the shit like they make some hand sanitizer out there it's like got some shit in it to, that makes it smell bad to like keep babies away from it or some shit and I, I don't fuck with that I'm an adult I want the hand sanitizer that smells good like alcohol, because I, I can't drink, obviously. Uh, so, yeah, inhaling the fumes of fucking hand sanitizer is like the little fucking joys I have in life. But um, <clears throat> I put them on my armpits one day, and it felt really good. And then I tried to... <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and then I put it on my nipples, and that felt great. Um <laughs> Oh god. Then I tried like my my balls. <laughs> or not my balls, my like thigh armpits. Okay, let's be real. And that did not feel good. That fucking burned like forever. <clears throat> I kind of thought I was going to die at some points. Uh and then that was an experiment that went horribly wrong, but um I've reached out to uh someone and gotten help for my problem. But I never said I'm going to stop, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what the fuck is my problem? Hey, anyways, um, it's me. I'm back. It's, you know, half sack or whatever the fuck people call me. Dumbass. Um, I'm sorry. I've been away for quite some time. And uh, people have been reaching out and been like, you know, are you? I'm just seeing if you're alive. Hello. What the fuck? And um, that was nice. And let me know people actually listen and hear my voice. And thank you. I love you guys. Thanks for reaching out to me. I am alive. Um, let's see what has been happening in, in, my, in my world. So I was planning on releasing an episode. Um, the, I, but I had like, you know, I probably said this. I had surgery coming up, my, the, my second surgery or whatever. So I thought, 
I'll get an episode out right before I have surgery. And, you know, that became a whole, like, you know, hassle. And then I was like, well, it's too late. I'll go and just record right when I get out of surgery. Um, I Because the thing is, <clears throat> you know, my last surgery, I detailed it. And it was so horrible. I never want to relive or talk about that experience again. But I had talked to my new surgeon and I, I said, well, you know, last time, I was on all these pain pills and I really don't want to be on all that. So I know I'll have to be on them, you know, to get through the surgery, but I want to get off them as fast as possible. And that's all I had to say. He was like, say no more. You know, I got you. So, which was nice because then I don't really have to tell him like <clears throat> I've hid heroin up my ass. So please <laughs> keep an eye on me. I didn't have to go that far. I just said, I don't, just get me off them as fast as possible. And he was like, cool. I got you. Um, my fucking, I went into surgery. It was down in Beverly Hills at fucking, um, Cedar Sinai hospital or whatever. And it was, it was amazing. It was like the best hospital experience I've had. I've had some fucking horrible ones, you know, um, I'll, some hospitals I've been to, I, I won't fucking name names because fucking slander them. But to be honest, they were like the fucking McDonald's fast food of like, like medical health. I mean, it was shit, but this experience was great. Uh, the thing was, you know, my surgeon just got me in and I was there for like a couple of days. He chopped me up and got me the fuck out of there in like two, three days. And he did exactly what I asked him. He was cool about everything. I, all my concerns he addressed and put me at ease. And he did get me on and off those uh, pain pills really fast. Um, the only drawback to that is, you know, the plus that I got off the pain pills fast and that's good. I didn't have to like deal with like minor um, physical withdrawals, like cold sweats or whatever. Uh, Cause I wasn't on them that long, but um, I did feel, you know, cause I got off them so fast. I still felt like, you know, how fresh the slice wound was around my abdomen area. So for <laughs> my plan was to, you know, Oh, I'm going to record. And I tried and it just felt like, yeah, I, f I was like, yeah, it feels like I got chopped. It feels like I got cut open with a fucking scalpel and sewn back together. I, I'm pretty sore. <laughs> so I did needless to say, I've been lying around <clears throat> waiting for, my uh wounds to heal and they, they look you know pretty healed i have a big badass scar going down on my like following my happy trail or whatever it's weird so that's been what's going on and then you know the weeks before they make you do all these stupid tests to like check your vitals make sure you're as you know they know everything about you before they go in and like you know mess around with your fucking innards <laughs> And like I had to do a, an EKG test and MRE test and this and that MREs is like, basically they make you drink fucking, uh, they make you drink some medical, like it looks like fucking jizz dude. And it, it tastes God awful. It tastes like a uh, Powerade and fucking, um, I don't know. There's a horrible drugs that are attached to like this jizzy fucking fluid. They do drink like three liters of, and you're pissing the shit out of you. And, um, then they stick a needle in your arm and that's always fun. You know, I love it when people think they're like how I have a circulatory system because they can't register a vein. Like, dude, I could do it in two seconds. 
how these people don't know how to, f I don't know. They didn't have that much trouble. And then they stick you in a giant hole of a, a fucking, or a, you know, is a tiny hole in a giant machine that just hums like magnetic radiation around you for like 40 minutes. And you're just like, I'm claustrophobic. I want to get the fuck out of here. And the machine just was like, <laughs> forever it drives you insane. All the while you're being like, you know, IV'd with some fucking thing that makes your body glow under fucking radiation. I don't fucking know. It's not pleasant. Um, so that's what I've been up to. Uh, also I've been having this side hustle. Basically I, uh, <laughs> took the last uh, stimulus check and I'm investing in uh, like micro soldering equipment and the ultrasonic cleaner. And I've basically, <laughs> I'm like rebuilding old MacBook pros and selling them and flipping them. So if you want a MacBook pro, I'll probably, I can sell you one. Just hit me up. Uh, and that's my hustle. I'm making pretty good money. I fixing up iPhones and shit. I don't know. Apple. The reason I like doing that, so Apple really doesn't like people doing that. So it's like almost like, you know, semi-anarchist in a capitalistic society. I don't know. Um, it's really fun. And then I've been doing crazy video editing and um, music production. Uh, a lot of video editing and crazy photography for things and for people. Uh, getting into trying to find the right way to press t-shirts. I've... Eh, that's just a lot of fun to me, and I just kind of dove into it, and I've been just gone from podcasting. I think um, <clears throat> I got in a like weird space where I just didn't want to think about drug stories. I didn't want to think about drugs. I didn't want to think about that old life. I didn't want to think. I just wanted to kind of like have fun in my my new life, just being sober. Because I was like, I was like, why the fuck, why the fuck are you gonna be clean just to like to always talk about? your addiction and drugs. I was like, dude, I, there's so much shit I'm having a lot of fun with that I'm interested in with. I just dove head first and I needed really fucking needed that. So I'm back. Um, I thought I would tell a quick story because like I said, I'm real. I've, I've like still fresh, uh, slice wounds. <laughs> They're slowly closing up. And so I think I have my final surgery in about two, maybe three months. I'll probably have to have a few more tests before that and make sure I'm fully healed. So I kind of wanted to take this time to kind of mellow out and just work on shit that I want to work on basically. And, um, it's kind of like, um, my life is really on a hold right now until I really want to focus on getting that done and just doing, having fun in the meantime, the downtime, so to speak. But with that said, <clears throat> I have to go eat dinner. I'd like to thank all of you. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank myself. I actually showered before I recorded. So I'm actually talking to you with a clean body, unlike the last few episodes. And, you know, I apologize for that. But I want to thank everyone out there. Um, I kind of was semi-re-emerging and shit posting online. And a lot of people saw that and reached out. And I've reconnected with a, a lot of people. I mean, it's been really hard to stay on top of in my inbox and messages. It, it's I'm, I mean, I, I really apologize. It's really fucking hard. My ADD fucks with me all the time. And I don't take medication. I'm just this, like, 
I just, I don't know. I'm a fucking weirdo. So, um, to all the people that did reach out to me, thank you. If I responded, I, um, and we carried a conversation and I probably, I definitely said it in the messages, but I want to say it again. I really appreciate you reaching out to people who I haven't reached out to. I promise, um, you know, I'm releasing this episode on Friday and this weekend, I'm just going to really just take care of that and knock it out. Um, I'm really sorry if I haven't responded or if I respond late. Um, I guess I have a lot of crazy shit going on. And to be honest, um, I just shut up, Emma. God, <laughs> I know you all can hear this. Oh my God. <clears throat> She's a fucking... Oh my god, she's a diva. Excuse me, hold on one sec. Good fucking god. Well, sorry about that, my dog barks a lot. Um, she's scared of everything. Uh, so, anyway, to everyone, I'm gonna uh, respond to you. I'm sorry for taking so long. I'm a, a really shitty human being, and I acknowledge that and accept that. It's just, um, you know... Uh, I think I've just, I'm coming up on like in four, what, on Saturday, I'll have two years clean, so thank you, thank thank you to me. Um, yeah, two years clean, no heroin and shit, no doing all the, doing all the fucking fucked up crazy shit I used to do, I was like, and we just got past 420, and I didn't smoke weed. I, I, th- I did kind of make fun of stoners, because that's the only way I can like, feel good about <laughs> Because, I mean, weed is pretty cool. I'm sorry. Even though I don't smoke, because I'll probably, like, you know, start selling heroin off the Mexican border if I do. But, um, yeah, it smells good. And uh, and that's <laughs> that's that. hope you enjoyed your 420 if you smoke. And if you don't or if you're trying to stay clean, I hope you got through it fine. And, uh, like I said, to everyone <clears throat> who listens and reaches out to my to my dumbass in this little podcast or whatever thank you guys so much for helping me get through the tough times um i'm truly at a really you know consider like with all the bullshit you know one has to deal with or me or anyone has to deal with aside i'm really satisfied with the current state of where my life is at and um i know it's not where well where i'll always want to be but i'm glad about the direction I'm headed into or whatever. Cheesy shit, I know. So with that, I need to get the fuck out of here. Um, I fucking love you guys. And I have one other thing. I have an episode coming up that I have planned, but it's going to take some research and some time. And I know I'm fucking lagging and late on everything, so I'm sorry, but uh, just understand that. And also the surgery and stuff. I think once my last surgery is done, I'll be really much more into putting myself out there and getting content out. But for now, I'm just fucking... I'm chilling like Bob Dylan on penicillin, as they'd say. So with that, I'm going to vape and watch... uh, I think I'm going to watch Ozark. So I love the fucking shit out of everyone. You guys guys are fucking awesome. I hope you know that. I think you're fucking awesome and I love you. Hope you're doing well, and I'm out. So, uh, so for that, peace, love, and all the above. Oh my God.
story kind of picks up and takes place right where uh, last week's story kind of ended, you know. I'm in this um, really big high school, Arroyo Grande High School. It's got like 3,000 students. It's just a shit ton of people. And like at the time, you know, I've, I've said this before, but Columbine had just recently happened and we had these campus cops on security just patrolling on foot and having parked cop cars on campus and all kinds of shit, just harassing everyone, especially gothics. <laughs> they did not like trench coats at all. Uh, and for, I mean, the reason of, you know, people just shot up a bunch of fucks for the first time. And as we know, that just kept happening since. But, um... I don't know. High school was fucking weird. Not just that high school and not just the, the high school I was about to transition into, but high school in general. I mean, n- not just because the high schools I went to were so fucking bizarre and I'll get into that like right now, but, um, high school is just weird because of how like awkward I was or how awkward anyone fucking is. You know, I'm, I'm fucking going through, puberty and hormones and all this shit. And I barely know like what's going on with my body. Why am I getting like fucking, (laughs) why am I getting boners in class? Like for no reason or, (laughs) or why am I like, I don't know all kinds of shit. Like, let me give you, let me just like set the foundation for you to see, like, so you can see or get a whiff of how awkward (laughs) my situations were. Like, um, I don't know, let's get into my fucking first, like, girlfriends ever, you know, like, uh, <laughs> oh, God, I, I mean, I was at AG High School, I think my freshman and my junior, I didn't date at all, I was just like, fuck that, but my sophomore and my senior year, I had two girlfriends, so my sophomore year, my first girlfriend, uh, and by the way, <clears throat> I had zero fucking game. I didn't ask to go, like ask girls out on dates. I, I I got straight to the punch. I would just like talk to a girl a little bit in class and like be like, give me your number. And then I'd call them up and be like, yeah, so you want to be my girlfriend? <laughs> and it like, I, you know, surprisingly enough, that shit worked. But I, even then I was shy and awkward and it was just horrible. But so I, I my first girlfriend, everything's going f- fine. Right. And, um, uh, out of nowhere, one day she goes, Hey, you know what? By the way, you know, you look a lot like, uh, my brother. And, uh, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Whatever. And she's like, no, yeah, no, look at this. And she, she whips out like her purse and she pulls out a picture of her brother. And I shit you not, her fucking brother looks dead on like a hundred percent exactly like me, like my fucking clone or something. But with like a really fucking corny, like dorky, but like bowl cut, <laughs> and I'm like, what the <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! And so then, you know, I jump to 
like where anyone would jump to now when they see like weird stepsister fucking <laughs> shit on Pornhub. But I'm just like my uh, my weird insecurities in my head start fucking toying at me, and I'm like, this fucking chick is dating me because she has this weird fucking like f- brother lover fantasy. And she's like fetishizing and acting out the this shit out on me because I'm just this innocent fucking person who looks like her brother, like a hundred percent fucking percent. And uh and f- <laughs> I don't know. So that that relationship didn't end well. And the other shit didn't end well. Like I'd date girls and then uh I'd be like too shy to hang out with them. It's fucking embarrassing. But, and then I dated a, like my senior, I dated a girl and her dad was like a fucking serial killer or some shit. No, like he killed two people. He was in prison for killing two people. I don't know the, the fucking circumstances, but it was just weird. And, uh, that didn't work out cause she was insane. And then, uh, this other girl I tried to date, but like <laughs> she had, <laughs> She had like this like little peach fuzz on her fucking lip, which I mean, it was pretty borderline mustache, but blonde peach fuzz. And dude, these are, anyway, that's how awkward of a fucking weird kid I am. But I'm, I'm in fucking AG and I fucking am starting to hate it. I'm like smoking a lot of weed and, uh, the classes are just getting harder and harder and my grades are starting to drop and drop. And, all my friends, like my main closest friends, start disappearing. Like, and I, I start, I assume, like, oh, they just are, are never showing up to fucking school anymore. They're like, fuck school. It's when I found, like, when I get a hold of them, it turns out they all transferred to this other school that was called uh, Lopez Continuation School. And they're like, I was like, why would you transfer? Like, what? Why did you transfer to Lopez? Like, like I don't even know where, what the fuck that is. So, Lopez is a continuation school. Now, a continuation school is like a high school for the most fucked up like uh, delinquents there are. Like, this is a high school for kids that are getting kicked out of every other high school, basically they're getting kicked out or they're in a lot of trouble for drugs or, um, fighting or all kinds of shit. And so it's like their last stop. Basically they're like, you can't go, you got kicked out of every other high school. This is the only other high school you can go to. And so this is a continuation school is basically a high school built for these kind of kids to kind of help them just get a diploma and get on with their, their futures or lack thereof. Um, so, all my friends transferred to Lopez, um, but the, they they didn't transfer because they were for because it's a continuation school or because they're getting kicked out. They tra- they told me they're like you gotta transfer to Lopez because first of all you can smoke all the weed you want. Smoke weed every day on campus. We smoke weed in the parking lot, but every day between classes before we get into school and when we leave school, we're always smoking weed and the teachers can see us right outside their office windows and they never call the cops or get us in trouble or or do anything about it. We just smoke weed. Smoke weed every day. So that was the biggest reason. You get smoke weed all the time and 
is a safe haven. Like you don't get in trouble. Second reason is the classes are super fucking easy. It's not an A, B, C, D grading system. It's basically a pass or no pass <laughs> grading system. So, um, they, the teachers there, they kind of design the work around or and cater it to like what we're able, what they're, the majority of students are able to like complete. So they're trying to get kids to pass and maybe they have, you know, undiagnosed learning disabilities or what, but all the math, all every subject was just like super easy to pass. You know, if you put effort in a class, you're passing no crazy final or shit like that. Um, nothing that was just like, you know, overwhelming. So, uh, I got there and needless to say, I was treated like a genius, but I mean, I'm a fucking idiot. So, and I know this. Okay. So when I know I'm a fucking idiot and I'm doing easy math and they're treating me like I'm so smart, I'm just like, Oh God, this is a free fucking ride to get through the rest of the high school. Um, what other reasons made this school so good? I mean, that was the main, oh, the, uh, the, the third main selling point was this, um, school was from like eight, what was it from? It was from 8 AM to 12 PM. So it was like four hours. Now, technically that was like considered a half day. And when you are enrolled in this continuation school, you can either do a half day or a full day and a full day is another additional, uh, four hours. So until four. Um, and so when I first got there, my parents were like, you have to, if you're going to transfer the school, you have to do a full day. And then next semester I was like, no, fuck that. I'm doing a half day. And so from, yeah, you get four hours of bullshit, easy as fuck classes. You're smoking weed through the whole fucking high school day. Smoke weed every day. And you get out at 12. It was like, I'm fucking more than sold. Get me to this fucking school. Fuck AGHS. Get me to Lopez. So, um, I, I transferred to Lopez and basically all my friends had already transferred. It's like, and, and not only that, this school is a lot smaller. It's about 200 students. I mean, I was at, I was at a high school that was 3000 students. This is about 250 at the most 250 students. And it's a small building. It's a small campus. It's out in the middle of the Mesa in the middle of the woods. So we, there's just trees surrounded all like giant trees and we're just getting super high all the time. Um, I mean, <laughs> it was just like, I remember like getting to class and I would have like a pack of dentine ice, uh, gum. And instead of the gum being in that little packs, I'd have it full of like Norco's or Laura tabs and I'd be popping pills all through, <laughs> Uh, the day and like selling them to students, I'd get to my math class and, you know, I'd see like the essays of fucking snorting lines of crank off of their desk while the teacher's writing an equation on the whiteboard, like, and they're getting all spun out. And then my other, another one of my friends would like, I'd meet him in the bathroom and he'd have a rock, one of those little rockets and be full of Coke. And we'd be doing bumps of Coke in the bathroom. And, uh, <laughs> I'd go to my, I'd have, I had this Shakespeare class and I'd fucking, um, I'd see these fucking like blonde bimbo girls and they had a water bottle full of like orange juice and vodka and they'd be getting super fucking sloshed 
in in like at like nine ten in the morning. This fucking this school was was not your like average school. Every kid in the school is like the most degenerate, delinquent, fucking debau- debaucherous fuck there is. So I got along with these kids. Great. These are all, this was my crowd. These were my friends and I'm just as fucking crazy. So it was great. Um, <laughs> another thing that was really fucking weird, like really fucking weird was, uh, this school also had a designated, um, daycare center for the babies of students. So, I mean, for all the baby mamas who got pregnant and like the 16 and pregnant moms who just, they got knocked up super, super early and they have kids, but they still need to get their high school diploma and get and go to class or whatever. There is a, there's a daycare center for your baby. So these kids would go to school and drop their baby off at the daycare center, go to class, do their fucking, you know, quadratic equations or whatever, and then go pick up their baby and which, you know, that's pretty progressive and it's, you know, cool, whatever, help kids get diplomas who have kids. That's whatever. But for me, it was super weird because like I said, I was, um, smoke weed every day. And, uh, so I, I'm like in class and I'm stoned out of my fucking head doing like fucking you know, the order of operations and they treat me like fucking Einstein because I can do like 12 of them and get get 100%. And while I'm like stoned, like like getting stoned out of my ass, like literally you get to school, you smoke a shit ton of weed with like 30 people, go to class get out, go to the basketball courts, smoke a shit ton more weed. Everyone has weed. So you can join any circle and you might have weed. I'm stoned as fuck doing these equations. And like down the hall, I would just hear this. <laughs> and so I'm just like, at first I'm stoned. Like what the fuck? I hear this. I'm like, what the fuck? There's like, I hear all these babies crying and shit. And I have no idea. Like, I'm like, well, I'm in high school. Why am I hearing like, several babies scream right now. And I was like, Oh yeah, there's a fucking baby mama drama center <laughs> for the kids. So that, I mean, not every high school has that shit. But it's, so it's kind of weird still. Um, anyway, so the thing is like all my friends and me are complete fucking psychopaths and we are all starting to just get our driver's license. So one by one, we each start getting, um, you know, cars, and instead of like us having to take the bus or, or this or that, we're just, you know, driving to school. So everyone's hitting up everybody who doesn't have a license or car yet. Like pick me up at the bus stop. And, and I think, you know, the thing, yeah, I think everyone who's listening has to realize is I'd say, especially during that era of my life, the number one way of um, teen casualties was, car accidents. Like I knew so many fucking people who, who died from, uh, you know, car accidents, motorcycle accidents. Like we are all trying to, you know, rush to parties and get away with underage drinking and stuff, but we're all paranoid at the same time about DUIs and cops. So for us to travel to point A to point B is basically 
taking, you know, we have a, an option of five different back roads. And when you're drunk, kids drive crazy on a back road, not enough light, crazy twisty turns. Like I knew so many people that fucking died. Uh, like my, one of our friends, uh, Peter Dalby had this giant lifted truck and he got fucking killed. I think he later overdosed, but he, he would fucking drive crazy, flip his truck forever. Um, my other buddy, Greg, died. He was my first friends to die. He, uh, he was hitting a dirt jump on a, on a motorcycle. And on the other side, his other friend didn't see him and was trying to hit the, the opposite end of the jump. And they fucking collided in midair. And the bike like just hit his fucking chest and he died on impact. Just all kinds of crazy shit. Um, but... That didn't stop me or my friends from continuing to fucking go insane. Like I remember being, I remember driving to school with my buddy Luke and he, someone, he's like riding on the ass of someone in front of him and he pulls in the oncoming traffic and he he passes him. Right. So it's like, all right, cool. You passed him. Get back over on the other side. Cause there's a car coming straight at us. Right. But crazy fucking Luke over there, he, he was just playing chicken with this other dude going like 55 straight at him. He's like, I'm like, dude, what the fuck? What the fuck? And yeah, thank God he swerved over at the last second. But yeah, he could, could have fucking killed me. I remember another time, uh, much later, I'm headed to school with my friend Maddie and my buddy... Uh, we'll call him Jaywack because that's the nickname he went by. But we get in his shitty little Honda Civic and we're driving to continuation school and it's, it's raining. So, you know, we got the wipers going and, uh, the road is super fucking wet. Now, Maddie, uh, he's one of my friends who drives the most insane. I don't know how I've survived half the fucking things that have happened sitting in a car with him. It was basically a death box with him behind the wheel. Uh, and on this particular day, right, we're driving to school and we're at uh, a red stoplight, four-way intersection. We're about to make a left-hand turn. Maddie, he fucking just, it turns green and he's about to make this turn. He guns the fucking thing, hits the gas super hard, and we hydroplane so so fucking bad that instead of just making a left turn and moseying on her way, we are sliding down and hydroplaning, hydroplaning down the road, sliding sideways. And we're all smoking weed like two seconds ago. And I'm just like, Oh, you know, I'm freaking out. Maddie jams the wheel all the way to the opposite side and, uh, trying to gain control of the car. Instead of sliding down, you know, one way, we do a complete 180, and now we're hydroplaning and sliding out of control, going sideways the other way. (laughs) While we're doing this, we're going by a a fucking grade school. Actually, the grade school I I went to when I first moved to this town. (laughs) And the wheels finally catch traction, and now we're driving almost straight into a fucking grade school. And somehow, Maddie's somehow flips the wheel and gets back control, straightens the car out, you know, still hops up on the curb. And all the drivers around us are just like, what the fuck are you doing? So that's kind of just shenan- shit show shenanigans that I would get into. Um, 
like at school, before school, during school, just crazy shit all the time. I mean, you know, like one, one day fucking all the fucking girls like came with so like vodka soaks tampons inside of them. And they were getting super sloshed in class. Cause I could guess, I guess you can absorb alcohol through your snatch or something or your vagina. I'm sorry, ladies. Um, <laughs> I guess it's not good for you from what I hear, but yeah, they had fucking vodka tampons in them. And then like we got our friend Kenneth to drink like 60 different alcohols mixed together <laughs> in the parking lot and he just started puking fucking fucking just like, I don't know, waterfalls everywhere in front of the vice principal. Just, uh, cre- I mean, there, there was almost a school shooting, but it wasn't, um, I wouldn't say it's a, it was a school shooting. It was almost a, a drive by between like rival gangs. Um, what had happened was basically there, there was, there's the city of Oceano, right? And I guess the gang that rules there claims Oceano 13 and they they w- did not get along with, uh, the members of, uh, Nipomo or Nipos or whatever the fuck. So Nipomo and Oceano are gangs that don't get along and they're both like s- were sanctioned to go to like at this continuation school. And one day I'm still doing a full day and I'm at lunch. Uh, and, um, I'm smoking weed with some kids I I knew from class and they're from Nipomo and my, my friend Donnie's, uh, I don't know, someone he's related to or someone he knows who's from Oceano's rolls up in a car and just like flashing a gun at them. When I'm standing next to these kids, cause I'm like, I got a fucking blunt we're passing. And I think he recognized me and, the, and there was just all this like back and forth and pointing guns at them. And then he drove off and teachers did not see any, I'm sure if they saw, they did nothing. They did not give a fuck. Like our principal, they all, all the teachers watched us smoke weed and they did not care. It was amazing. Um, you know, our vice principal was called Bur- uh, Mr. Bernie. So we'd be like, burn it, bur- burn it, Bernie. And laugh at him. Cause he knew we were stoned off our ass. Uh, and I remember, so one, one fucking day, um, I was taking, I was, I was taking a construction class in the morning and my construction teacher was such a fucking douchebag and everyone hated him and would yell at him and everything. So I remember before class, I was with a couple of friends and were smoking a really big joint in the fucking, uh, at the, on the basketball fields. Then we go and walk over to construction class. We're about to like build a f- like this little frame out of like two by fours and fill it with cement for a project or whatever. And the dude's being a complete asshole the whole time. And I'm stoned like, this guy's a fuck this guy. And like thinking like that, like everybody else, like fuck this teacher. So he fucking goes and walks over to see his like toolbox. And I see he lets, his, uh, he has a bottle of water he puts down and me and my friend see a fucking, um, a stink bug. And if we, I, I fucking pinch the thing and I just stick it in his water bottle and he goes, he did, he go and I cap it like nothing happened. And he goes, takes a fat sip and f- spits out a fucking stink bug. Everyone's laughing. He's screaming in, uh, 
you know, he looks at me and blames it on me. I mean, whatever, I did it. So no one snitched me out. But I get sent to the principal's office, right? And uh, um, I'm just sitting there waiting to fucking see the principal. He's just, and I know, like, everyone gets sent to the principal. If, as long as you're not trying to fight the teachers, they're just like, all right, just stop, you know, be good. Like, we're not going to punish you. Um, and while I'm sitting there in the office or in, in the waiting room or whatever, I hear someone say, Brian, and I look up and who do I see, but none other than Pam Abels, who was my grade school, high school, or no, my grade school teacher. Um, (laughs) and she, she's infamously known for, uh, getting me in trouble because I had brought what a so stupid and, and embarrassing. I brought um my dog at the time had some medication. I brought it to, to grade school and I was just like, hey, you guys want to see drugs? And I like uncapped a capsule and poured like white powder of some, you know, flea med- medication on the ground. I'm like, yeah, that's drugs. It's pretty cool, right? Some kid snitched me the fuck out and I get in trouble and Pam Abel's makes me like make a fucking a dare anti-drug Simpsons poster, you know, fucking whatever. So I don't really have a good rapport with her already. You know, I'm like, Oh God, Pam Abel's, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, I don't ever want to see you again. Like what the fuck are you doing at my new high school where I can smoke all the weed I want and not get in trouble. And she's like, oh, well, I'm going to be the new principal at your school. And so in my mind, it was just like, you know, shocking music. Like, oh, fuck. You know, I hate this chick. She always got me in trouble in grade school, nonetheless, you know. And fucking um, now, the, you know, my free ride is over. Like, I can't fucking. She's going to get us all busted, you know. Sucks. And so anyway... I'm just like, I go back to class and I'm like, oh, great. Well, this sucks. And so they integrate Pam Abels into our school and they uh, they get our old principal out. And I guess he retires. He, he was sick of dealing with our fucking punk asses anyway. And uh, so Pam Abels is like, basically makes an announcement and is like, hey, look, I know you guys smoke a lot of weed on campus and, but that shit's not going on anymore. I'm shutting that shit down right the fuck now. Like if you are smoking weed on school and we see, or if we suspect you of being stoned or this or that, or blah, blah, fuck it, fuckity fuck, we're going to fuck, get you in trouble, you know? And we're all under 18. So that's, it was just, it was just like fucking whatever, fucking ju, ju, juvie, you gonna send me to juvie? Juvenile court, put me on fucking probation, fuck off. And, you know, and, like, to give a, a an idea of how much weed we smoked, like, for, it was, like, my first time in being at this school and I had a full day. I go, you know, it's at lunchtime. I'm just like, all right, whatever. All my friends have a half day. They get on the fucking bus because their dumbasses don't have a car yet. And um, they, before the bus even takes off, they're smoking weed for the bus driver in the fucking, you know, behind the wheel, instead of, sm- uh, instead of blowing the fucking hits out of the window, some dumbass coughs and blows a giant hit that travels all the way to the front of the bus. So while I'm watching the bus take off, uh, 
I see a pipe fly out of the a pipe in a sack of bud fly out the window, and I hear the bus driver screaming. I'm just like, hi, you fucking idiots. That's what you get. I have a half day, or you have a half day, I have a full day, so whatever, deal with getting in trouble. While that's happening, my other friends walk up and they're like, yeah, we're about to take off, but you want to smoke weed before we go? And I'm like, well, yeah, fuck yeah. I have another four hours of this stupid bullshit. So we get in their car and we drive around the way on some dirt road. And they're like, all right, we're going to hop box the car and we'll drop you off. But we're not going to roll down windows and let the smoke out. We're going to smoke all this weed right now. So there was like two bowls packed and a joint rolled going around between five people. Like we're smoking all this weed and none of it's like the fans not going, (laughs) the windows aren't down and they're like, all right, we're going to drop you back off while my friends are getting in trouble for smoking weed on the bus. And we driving past them in a hot box car. I get, you know, I get dropped off. They open the door to let me out. Like, it's like all this smoke bails out in front of everybody. It was fucking insane. Everyone's like, ooh, and applauds me, you know, like golf claps me back to school. Um, and I'm, you know, while that's going on, and I'm walking back to the parking lot where everyone's smoking weed anyway and cigarettes, I get offered more weed, and I'm like, dude, I'm good. I'm stoned as fuck. Well, so while everyone's smoking weed and, and cigarettes, <laughs> some pregnant chick walks up to us, and they're like, you know, I'm pregnant. So could you all just not smoke here? Someone goes, bitch, we're outside and you walked up to us. So go walk over there. And if you don't like this fucking smoke, and she smells like booze. This is like an everyday occurrence at my school. Every day, some weird shit goes on. But anyway, this is uh, the kind of activity that Pam Abels is like frowning upon and doesn't want to happen anymore. So one day, and this this is a pretty crazy story in itself. One day, um, I'm driving to school, and uh, I pull I pull up, and I see my friend, my friend Obs. Well, he went by Obs, and my buddy uh, DJ, or we'll call him DJ. Um, and they're like, hey. We want to smoke some weed, but school's going to start in like, I don't know, 10 minutes. Let's go take off with the car and smoke real quick. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Whatever, let's go. We smoke some weed and we drive back to school. Now, all my paraphernalia, my weed and everything, in a backpack in the trunk of my car, right? So we get there and we're a little bit late. We're like five minutes late. We get to... um our classes or whatever. It's kind of late, but whatever. Um, Pam Abels, the new principal, co sticks her head in and goes, Brian, can I see you in my office? Blah, blah, blah. I'm stoned and I'm just thinking, oh, fuck my life, right? Um, and so they ask me to empty my pockets and I do. And she snatches my keys and says, we're going to fucking look in your car. So I'm like, all right, well, fuck my life. They do so, and um, they find a backpack with, like, 
you know, five high times magazines, an acrylic graphics bong, a fucking one Budweiser beer, a 20 sack of fucking weed with seeds uh, and uh, a buck knife, you know, and who knows what else, like, he has weed related shit and one beer. Um, so I get busted and I get suspended from school (laughs) along with my two other friends. They get suspended as well. Uh, and I, like, I'm pleading with them not to uh, kick me out because I'm about to graduate for fuck's sake. And um, they agree if I do some dr- drug program and do, like a year of probation because I'm like under 18. It's like not a big deal. You know, my parents are pissed. So I, you know, they take away my license. You know, I'm like 17, just hating my life. I'm just fucking hating life. <laughs> and um, I eventually fucking graduate. You know, I wasn't do- getting bad grades or anything. That school was fucking easy. It was so easy to graduate that shit. And um, uh, we had, there was like a dance, but like it was like a, some shitty ghetto dance that no one went to. And I, did, I went to graduation. That was that. But um, after high school, that's when like the shenanigans really kind of started to get, take off, you know, up until that point, we were all kind of beta testing um, parties and obtaining alcohol and, you know, learning like how to carry yourself at a party, what to do if there's a fight breaks out, like it's controlled chaos basically. So we get out and we all graduate high school no surprise. I mean, you have to be fucking like pretty insane not to graduate that high school is like the easiest high school in the world. So, um, our friend OBS, like I had mentioned before, had gotten busted with this guy. Uh, he was planning a party. Now his dad was like super rich. I think his dad was like a dentist or some shit. I don't really know. I just knew he had a lot of fucking money and he lived with his dad I think he's divorced with his mom. His dad was. And uh, lived with his dad in this fucking huge ass like house up on this giant hill by Pismo Beach. You know, it's, it's got to be uh, well over a million dollars. So he, he, his dad's going out of town, right? And he's throwing a party. Now, this was like the like the best situation for me and my friends because we were good. Ob's is part of our social circle. So he's our close friend. He's an insider. So we have access to this cool party that we're going to help him get a keg. And we're going to, you know, we know plenty of high school people. We're going to fill the house up. It's going to be an epic party. Every other party we've been to before, it was like an acquaintance or a friend of a friend we knew was throwing it. And they were giving us access or entrance into the party. So we're kind of appearing as guests and, carrying ourselves as such while we're getting fucking drunk as hell um, or experimenting with getting super fucking faded. <laughs> now, uh, I do, I mean, I don't remember planning that much for this party. I mean, it, promoting a party back then is not like how someone would promote a party now. It's a lot of it's word of mouth, you know? I mean, we barely had cell phones. I, I drove around with a Nokia brick for fuck's sake. So there's a lot of text message going around like, Hey, party at OBS's house. Going to be a keg, but bring hard liquor. 
We need always need more hard liquor, but we have a keg and uh, bring chicks because, you know, what does everybody not want to go to? A sausage fest um, full of bros getting drunk and fighting each other. I mean, that's inevitable, whatever, but when there's cute girls that, you know, you can flirt with or try to flirt with, you know, that's always a plus, especially when I'm a fucking super awkward, shy loser and alcohol is the game changer for me. I'm sure for a lot of others. Um, now, this party was like, I will have to say is hands down the most epic, insane, f- destructive party I've ever attended. And I wish I could tell more details and specifications about the events that took place at this party. The thing is, I was so blackout drunk that um, a lot of the order of events or everything that happened was so incredibly hazy. But I do remember the main, <laughs> the main events. Not in, not like in exact order. Um, oh God, this, this was a horrible party. So basically I had shown up with my main circle of friends. Now I've mentioned a lot of these, these characters before, uh, my main circle of friends were consisted of a Jaywack. He's been on the podcast before he, he's, he was kind of like the leader of our group. He's the tallest of our group. He got the most women and he would, you know, he'd back up our home, his homies. He, he, he'd beat the shit out of everybody. Uh, and he was untouchable. So he's kind of our leader. And eventually <laughs> we all became, you know, junkies and he was no different, but there was him. There was OBS, obviously OBS is during the party. I did not get along with OBS at all. Uh, Obs was kind of ch- like fat, <laughs> so I'd call him Fat Obs or Slobs or <laughs> or whatever. But Obs would try to bully me and fuck with me, and uh, talk shit. And then there was a few times he'd be like, he's trying to steal my lighter, and I'd like I'd smack him and take it back, and they'd do something like grab me by the throat and slam me against a wall, and we we'd get in a little bit of scruffs. But it was great because uh, Jaywack, who I mentioned before, loved to fuck with Obs. So we, you know, we'd be at houses getting drunk and, uh, you know, it'd be, it'd be like J.O.X.'s birthday and he'd bust a, a fucking alcohol bottle over his head. Or he was like, it's my birthday at the end of the night when I drink all this and would break it over my head. And <laughs> he would, and then, uh, he'd get, go fucking crazy, jump on a fucking trampoline and, and Bruce Lee kick OBS into a fucking wheelbarrow that's like upside down leaning on, on a gate. Or he'd like flick a fucking cigarette in his face and like just I don't know they're like my friends were camping once and and Jaywack wakes up in the morning with my buddy James and James has a BB gun rifle shoots Obs in the face when he wakes up in the morning through the tent like people fucked with Obs heart like bad I think he still has a BB stuck it in his face like in his cheek for life because. He got shot in the head by, I don't know, everyone fucked with Obs, but he's part of the, he's in our circle. I don't get along with him because he talks shit. And it's like, who wants to deal with someone talking shit? But then there was also my buddy, uh, Vinny Hanna, 
Vince uh, or Vinny Hanna, he uh, loved cocaine. He was sh- the shortest one of the group, but he fucking, I mean, he'd step up. He'd, he'd kick people's ass too. Uh, he, he jacked a lot of drug dealers though. I mean, but I helped him many a times. So there's that. And him and my buddy Dylan, uh, Dylan was, uh, what can I say about Dylan? You know, he was, he was a hustler. He made a lot of money, sold a lot of drugs. His brother was, uh, known as psycho Mike and psycho Mike was in prison for uh, shooting this guy in the face named Herb. Um, and so, you know, Dylan was like really close homeboy. Like the, he was a really close homeboy. He was like a year younger than me, but, uh, because his brother had shot someone in the face, he had a bunch of, his brother had all this beef. Psycho Mike had all this beef with the, the crew of the people that didn't like him. And so they would fuck with Dylan. And so we don't, you know, we're kids, we get in fights, whatever. Uh, there's also my buddy JP. JP is a little bit older than us. Um, he was friend. He knew a lot of my sister's friends who were older than him. Uh, but you know, he was, I don't know how to describe. He was into punk rock and he was part of the drunk punks. He was cool and all, but, uh, he also got into this weird emo scene kid phase and I, I was, I could not understand him. Cause I hated fucking emo music. God, I fucking hated emo music. And he was like, it's not emo. He had like a lisp. Like, and I know he would be strung out on heroin because every time he did heroin, he'd have a lisp until one day he just did so many drugs. He had a perma lisp, but he would be like, dude, it's not emo with melodic hardcore. And I, I'd be like, Oh God, Jeremy, you're fucking ridiculous. <laughs> um, and, uh, that was basically like the main people of our crew. So with that aside, Ob's at his house and the party's kind of starting. We have the keg prepped there with the tap set up and ready to go. Music is going to happen. And everybody texted like everybody, you know, knowing about this party. And, you know, when you just get out of high school, right? Um, basically like, it's it's like life on training wheels. You've it's the most free you've ever felt in your life. You don't have all the rules and confinements of school to hold you down anymore. And it's almost like the last summer vacation that could possibly never end if you don't get your life in check. But um and we were like, you know, we're turning eighteen, we can buy cigarettes, like cause at the time uh, he had to be 18 to buy cigarettes. So it's like, oh, we're almost able to buy alcohol. We're about to go to college or whatever. So we're like, we're going to sell up party and we're going to go fucking crazy. Crazier than what we have been known to do already. Um, so I basically know a few things, right? Because I was so fucking blackout drunk at this party. Like I, I can't like... Even like there's so many giant gaps missing out of uh, my memory of what happened. I know that I met up with my friends who I just described at one of their houses. We had um, a few beers and a few shots of alcohol and pre-gamed it before we went to this actual party. Um, But from what we had heard from OBS and from like other people there, 
there were, it was going off. Like there was a lot of people there and it was loud and shit was popping off already. Now, you know, I had my circle of friends and we're all guys. We also had a circle of friends that were girls that, you know, we would date one another and, and stuff. And, uh, you know, like Josh would be dating. One of the girls was like this girl named Melissa and there was a girl named Lindsay and a girl named Hillary and Alyssa. I had a crush on, but I was too like sh- shit scared to fucking make a move. Um, anyway, we go, they meet up with us and, um, we're smoking weed and getting drunk. Cause we don't want to share any of that with all these fucking weirdos at the party. Um, oh, by the way, my friend Maddie is a part of the crew. He's a, he's a, the Norwegian wonder kid. It was his nickname. He's a crazy fuck who almost has killed me a million times, uh, being in a car with him driving. <laughs> and, uh, he's, he grows weed and sells weed. We're all fucking insane. Um, we're pre-gaming it. Right. And then we go drive to my friend Ob's house. Now we park in his driveway and we already hear a bunch of loud music. We get to the house and, um, holy fucking shit. Yeah. It was, it was just like any other party. It's a party full of fucking people. Like a lot of people, they're dancing. People are getting loud yelling. I think one thing that was crazy is, um, you know, as soon as we get there, we say hi to OBS and we're like, where the fuck is the keg? And we look over, there's a line to the keg we look over, he's got a jacuzzi going. There's like a bunch of hot girls in bikinis in the jacuzzi. And we look up and there's already two people about to get in a fight, talking shit, getting in each other's face, all that shit. And um, we know there's one at one point when two dudes are like in altercation, they get super close to each other, like face to face, like they're about to kiss or something. And it's at that point that, um, they either do kiss or, um, they're going to throw blows and someone, you know, throws a blow, socks him ground and pound, all that shit. Everyone jumps in a circle around them, starts screaming and hooting and hollering all drunk. That happens in less than five minutes. First five minutes of us showing up. I think there was another fight hours later, but I honestly don't remember any, I don't remember any of that because I was so fucked up already. I hadn't even went to this keg to fill up a cup of beer. Cause I already done like three shots of Jack Daniels and drinking a beer of who knows, probably just some shitty fucking, uh, Coors light. I think we called Coors light Panther piss. Cause it's fucking, it's what it is. It's Panther piss. And, um, I mean the thing about being blackout drunk, uh, your body is basically continuing to function somewhat for the most part. Your brain is just tapped the fuck out. So I, I, I was doing things. I was going around drinking more alcohol and smoking weed and doing whatever. I don't even know what other drugs are at the party. I don't even know what other drugs I did at the party. But I just know that I would, you know, whatever was offered to me, I was taking. Um, at one point, though... Uh, because, you know, we're, we're getting fucking super, you know, sloshed and, uh, we're like, Hey, OBS, give us a tour of the house. And so he walks us around around the chaos and shows us his dad's room and his room and all these different, 
uh, areas of the house. And then there's this little uh, like spiral staircase that goes down. And I was like, what the fuck is down there? And so we walk down there and there's this like underground uh, wine cellar. Uh, It's underground because it can be cooled to the right temperature for this room that has just uh, all this wine on all these rows, on all these walls. But the wine cellar is fucking locked. Uh, Ob's dad locked the wine cellar before going on vacation. And uh, I remember J-Wax like, why the fuck can't we go in the wine cellar? And he's like, it's locked. I don't have a key. He's like, well, I mean, we're really, (laughs) we're really drunk at this point. And uh, J-Wax a little worked up and he's like, well, I want to break down your fucking wine cellar. (laughs) And Ob's like, don't do that, man. I'll get in trouble. And so I don't know what happens, but somehow Ob's is able to guide us away from the wine cellar. But as as he's doing so, uh, Jaywack looks at me. Well, I'm I'm and I'm barely can fucking keep my head up at this point. There's alcohol pouring out of my eyes. Jaywack looks at me and he's like, "We're gonna go back and break down that wine cellar." He whispers that to me, and I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> the, that's the perfect thing to do," you know. <laughs> I mean, we were the kind of people who he would have parties or be at parties, and if you. Uh, passed out with your shoes on. Like if we saw you passed out with your shoes on, that was like the rule. It's like free reign to fuck with you, do whatever they want. Um, and you, so if we'd get drunk, it was like, take off your shoes before you pass up or you're going to get like fucking use condom in your pocket or I don't know. Well, probably most likely just condom with hand cream in it. Make you think it's used condom, but shit like that happened all the fucking time. Uh, so you know, blackouts and blackouts later, there's just gaps of things that happen that I don't remember. At one point, Jaywack and I and a few other people, I think Dylan too, were like, "All right, we're out of hard liquor, and the kegs starting to get low. Uh, no one's going on a run to get more alcohol." we're breaking down that wine cellar. And plus Josh, I think he just wants some, it's just some pride and it's a pride and ego trip. You know, uh, he just wants to break down this door <laughs> mainly. He doesn't even, I mean, we're going to drink the wine inside. It's like, it's there. We're going to drink it, but he just wants to break down the door and do damage to Ops's dad's house. So we go down this little staircase and we're huddled around this door. There's like no space but we're crowded around Jaywack and he just fucking unleashes this just crazy fucking kick. But you know, it's sealed. It's locked. Nothing happens. Just a big bang. Uh, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't do like crazy damage, but it just makes a loud noise. Nothing, no damage we can see so far. And we're like, all right, Josh, keep going. Like keep fucking kicking this thing. I want more alcohol. <laughs> and, um, keeps kicking this fucking door over and over. And the first few kicks, like nothing. Um, but we're, you're starting to hear wood like start to crack and snap. And he's like doing all kinds of kicks at this point. He turns around to some mule kicks. Uh, finally he does one last kick and this fucking door is just like, it cracks and, uh, it, it's doesn't swing open, but Josh is fucking, this is weird, like shoulder tackle in the side and, and gets in and, uh, 
behold, it was just a shit ton of wine. And, you know, none of us, like, know shit about wine. And to this day, I know jack all about what a good wine is or what's a bad wine. We start picking up bottles, handing them to each other. And, like, I think there was five of us. All five of us walk out, a bottle in each fist. We're handing out wine bottles and shit. Uh, Obs is outside by the jacuzzi. And he looks and sees, he looks up, lifts up his head. He sees, um, everyone has a, their own wine bottle in his hand. He's like, what the fuck? He goes upstairs. He sees, oh yeah. Wine cellar's busted. Door kicked in. You know, all the wine that his dad's been collecting, we're all consuming and spilling on his nice couches and rugs and carpet. Uh, there's like wine being thrown around everywhere. Um, God, at one point I remember, uh, I'd not seen this event, but I had looked up because I heard a gigantic shriek. I just like, I'm, I remember I'm like super nauseous cause I drank a bunch of hard liquor, drank a bunch of beer. Now I'm drinking a bunch of wine. I'm at the point where I'm like, this is no longer like riding my buzz and maintaining it. It's like at this point, I'm fucking going to throw up and I need somewhere to go and I need to, I've smoked too many cigarettes. Um, I need to dry heave somewhere in the like privacy and comfort of being by myself. But I, and during this, I'm like doing Lamaze classes, like trying not to throw up. And I hear this like, ah, this giant woman shriek. And I look up, and it was coming from uh, the jacuzzi area. So what had happened was uh, my buddy Maddie, a.k.a. the Norwegian Wonder Kid, he started flirting with these two girls who w- brought their bikinis. And he's like, hey, I'm all drunk showing off this jacuzzi, and he wants to smoke this joint. And he talks them into changing into their bikinis, and he gets in the jacuzzi with these two girls. Now... They're smoking a joint in the jacuzzi. It's all hunky-dory. Our other friend who we know, who's older than us, he's he was also friends with my sister and her friends. He was known as uh, Crack Baby Carl. <laughs> now, Crack Baby Carl, I don't think he smoked crack. I think he was a huge alcoholic. He might have you know fucked around with coke and maybe he smoked weed. And maybe I don't think he wasn't like a crack head though, but... Uh, he got, he's drank booze a lot. And so everyone knew him as, yeah, that's, that's crack baby Carl. And he would, it it never ceased to uh, amaze me. Like no matter what party I found myself in coming out of blackout or being invited to by complete strangers, I'd look up and, and some random balcony in some private property, I'd see Carl in the party, drinking out of a tall can in a paper bag. And I'm like, wow, fucking crack me. Carl found out about the party. Of course he would. He fucking goes where the alcohol is, you know, uh, crack baby. Carl is no longer with us. So rest in peace, crack baby. Carl, you're loved. You're a great person. Um, and misunderstood. So here's to you. But, uh, crack baby. Carl is at the party somehow. I mean, I don't know how he found out. He found out somehow and came to this party like he always always does. And uh, he walks up to Maddie 
And he goes, hey, dude, can I get in the jacuzzi and smoke some weed with you? And he's like, sure. Um, now, Cracker Baby Carl is known to get drunk. I've already said that. But on this particular night, on in this particular party, Cracker Baby Carl was so drunk, he decided to uh, take a shit in the jacuzzi. Um, so, and he, he did, he did just that. He took a big giant shit in the jacuzzi and I, and I guess from what it was explained to me by people who had witnessed the event, it was like a very hard, like log shaped loaf of a big turd that just came out of his pant leg and floated to the surface. And because of all the jet streams and whatnot, it kind of dove out of the water, kind of like free Willy diving out of the fucking water park. And, uh, so everyone in the jacuzzi was like, what the fuck? And they're like, want to know what this giant, like submarine submersion is and see what the foreign object is and look and they see it's a giant brown turd floating in the jacuzzi that they're in. And, uh, <laughs> And fucking Maddie had told me later he looked at Carl and Carl's just looking at all of them smiling and giggling like, <laughs> like, God damn it, dude. So that's where I, this giant shriek came from. So I look up, I hear this giant shriek and I see these two girls in bikinis just jumping out of the fucking jacuzzi and falling like four or five feet onto the fucking grass. And uh, Maddie's like fucking running out, trying not to get the remnants of what kind of bubbly shit water is on him. And uh, Carl, crack baby Carl, he does not move a fucking muscle. He, uh, you know, Maddie still has a joint. You know, he got a good few hits off the joint. He's got a bottle of like charcoal vodka in his hand. And uh, he's just sitting there with his arms out and relaxing in this jacuzzi in boxer shorts with no shirt on. And the turd is just still floating in the fucking... Turd's still floating in the, in the jacuzzi. What can I say? And he's just sitting there smiling, laughing. And he's just staring at everyone who's like looking at him in disgust because Carl's punk rock. He thinks it's cool to fucking test your punk rock shit and fucking, if you're grossed out, he just thinks you're a poser and he laughs at you. But yeah. So after Carl shit in the jacuzzi, I don't really remember anything beyond that point. I do remember another fight had broken out and I know a lot of that had to do with the fact that there was just like a whole well over 150 people there and all the alcohol had ran out. It's about like one thirty-two in the morning and uh, everyone's fed up. And so a fight breaks out. Now at this point when fight a fight breaks out, there was like another fight that broke out and already there had been some some damages caused onto the the property and the house. I mean, the wine cellar door had gotten kicked down. There, uh, the jacuzzi had been shat inside of, and um, there's there's a few holes in the wall. People had punched holes in the wall, and a few broken windows and shit like that. And there's just some other damages being caused because of these fights and and uh, you know a lot of the uh, uh, party goers, I think we're just under this impression as usually there it is at parties. Like someone, this is someone else's house. I'm drunk. I don't give a fuck. I wanted to 
break shit. I'm going to break your shit or steal your shit. And I think a lot of Ob's uh, video games and PlayStation 2 consoles and shit were stolen. <laughs> and other damages. There's wine stains everywhere, for fuck's sake. There's like fucking knife marks in their Italian leather couches. And um, after these fights break out, I remember, uh, I think Dylan or someone says, yeah, we got to get the fuck out of here because at this point, it's like the party has gone on this long and all this crazy shit has happened and not once have the cops shown up or been called on us. And from our experience, I know from my experience, that's a big surprise because a lot of the parties we had gone to are, are just as packed, maybe not as crazy, and they get the cops called on them immediately. So there, when people tell me we have to go, I start to, my drunk, fucking crazy, blacked out ass starts to realize, yeah, the cops haven't gotten here yet, and it's been quite a while, so we should leave because for, you know, the cops are probably going to show up at any fucking minute. So as we're doing this, we're going around the side of the house back to the driveway where my car is parked. I remember getting into an argument with uh, this girl, Melissa, who was dating Jaywack. I guess because Jaywack came with me. Now Jaywack's leaving with me. Melissa's all butthurt because she wants to fucking spend time with her man or whatever. And so I just remember her saying... She said something snooty and really rude to me. I really don't know what the fuck it was because I was so drunk and blacked out. But it, it made me snap off. And I just remember being blacked out in the driveway of this house that's been completely destroyed. And I'm just like chewing out Melissa like, fuck you, you're a fucking bitch and blah, blah, blah. And there's like, you know, everyone's, there's people everywhere and they're all laughing. And she's just like, oh, all shocked and everyone's laughing at how fucking just like ruthless I am. And, uh, I remember, um, Dylan and I start getting in a little scuffle and we, uh, we fly off and run into the side of this truck. That was Hobbs's dad's truck. That's parked in the driveway. We slam into it and dent the side of the car <laughs> And everyone thinks that's funny, so they start kicking this truck's car door, getting dents all over in it, and, you know, other people are, like, pulling out fucking plants out of the fucking ground. It was it was really fucked up. So now more chaos is happening and spilling out into the front of the yard while we're trying to escape, and somehow we, we find our way back into my car, and we pull that out, and we peel the fuck out of there. And, uh, I don't even know where we went. Uh, somehow like every fucking night of me driving home drunk, I somehow made it to my fucking house, to my room, to my bed where I, where I just passed out and woke up fine, safe, healthy, nothing bad happened to me. Um, and everyone went, got home safely. Uh, <laughs> but, um, the next day, I mean, uh, our friend, poor friend Obbs woke up and, um, you know, to his dismay, his fucking dad's house was fucking destroyed. Like what I, what I found out was that there, you know, his dad got home like, you know, the weekend later 
and you know, you can only do so many fucking so much vacuuming and fucking like OxyClean to get the stains out. There's broken windows, holes in walls, broken down door, feces in the jacuzzi. Uh, what I heard is the total amount of damages uh, added up to a total of thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> There's $30,000 worth of damages caused to this fucking Pismo Beach mansion, which I, I mean, I should have it, but I felt no remorse. I felt no guilt over. We're just like, ha ha. Funny. Happened knobs. I'm pretty sure his dad kicked him out of the house. The fuck out of the house after that. I was like, you need to get the fuck out of my house. You're no, I have no son at this point. And, uh, I don't think anyone went to Hobbs' house to help him clean. We, I mean, I should have, but I fucking, I didn't like Hobbs. I mean, we're cool now, but at the time, I just did not like him. So I really did not give two shits that his house was destroyed. But, um, yeah, that's what happened. And that's my story about the crazy fucking high school experience. You know, I hope you get a, or have got a kind of good, uh, picture of what high school was like for me and you know innocent stupid fucking shit this was this was the innocent innocent times you know destroying each other's houses it, you know everything afterwards gets into really dark territory but you know i thought i'd keep it cheerful with that uh i have to go i have to go i don't know i'm gonna take a nap you know or i don't know whatever i got shit to do but anyway i, I really Love you guys. Uh, thanks for everything. I really fucking appreciate you guys. Uh, everyone who's been reaching out to me, checking in, making sure I'm alive. That's really fucking cool. And please continue. Uh, I'm really bad at social media and uh, everything, but I still like want you to know I really fucking appreciate you all reaching out and being as nice and cool as you have. So I love you. And I'm out. So with that, peace, love, and all the So another thing, um, I was, you know, looking back at all the, uh, the music I listened to at this time during my high school era, and I listened to a lot of ridiculous, sh- like shit, like really ridiculous shit. And, you know, I, I think the number one band I listened to at the time was like Dying Fetus. <laughs> I listened, like one of the best songs I listened to from Dying Fetus was called like Kill Your Mom and Rape Your Dog so fucking ridiculous I don't advise anyone to do that but I was trying to be edgy or something it, that song was great it went a little something like this but anyway um, I was trying to just get into the kind of mindset I was 
like back then. And I remembered, um, one of my friends had put out a mixtape of him making beats and rapping and it had gotten really big. And then he was tragically killed in a car accident. Um, I think he was my, my best friend, Donnie's cousin, but everyone I knew was also friends with him. And he really inspired me to get more involved in the music I was making and kind of really helped me with kicking my production and musicianship or whatever off. His, his name was Gabby, and he went by uh, Dionysus. So um, I just stumbled upon his music again, uh, and I found uh, his recording. So I want to just you know end this one with uh, one of his songs. Um, it really sucks that he got killed in an accident. The accident he was he had died in. A lot, a lot of other people died in too that everyone loved and cared about. So um, I miss him and I, I thought about him for the first time in a long time. And, you know, with people, a lot of people I've known have been passing away. I uh, want to give a shout out uh, to my buddy Cameron, who I had, you know, shared a room with in rehab. He, he had recently overdosed and passed away. And I feel really bad about that. And I've been thinking about other people that have been passing away or have passed away recently that had had a really, you know, heavy effect on me. So I just want to play one of his songs out for a little bit, you know, for respect, show my respect. And with that, I'm out. So I love you guys. Peace. Of this crisis, and then he spray painted Au revoir Dionysus. Au revoir.